This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show. I am your host, John Denman, and we are hanging out here at Firehouse Saloon at actually was voted one of the best music venues in Houston Firehouse Saloon because they they have some of the best sound of any place you will find and they do play a lot of the Texas country music down here but every once in a while we do bring in some different bands for the show I guess tonight isn't particularly Texas country but it is a little style of country we got some, uh, some just some badass drink some beer and float down a river kind of music but uh, thanks for listening in. If you missed any, let me get through some things real quick. If you did miss any of the shows or you want to go back and listen to any old Drink of Ages, you can find them at drinkofages.com or you can go to iTunes and listen to the podcast. What you're hearing now, you can go back later and hear it again because it's probably worth listening to twice. And this episode of Drink of Ages is brewed up by New Holland Brewing Company's Dragon's Milk, now available in Texas. It's 11% bourbon barrel-aged stout. It's roasty, notes of vanilla, nice kick from the oak and bourbon. And go out there and get some of the dragon's milk. It is pretty damn tasty. Yep. So tonight, tonight on this episode of Drink of Ages, we are having some founders. It's Founders All Day IPA. We've got a couple other beers we're going to go through. But our music guest, badass Corey Smith. Corey Smith's going to be hanging on the show. You're going to hear his music in between the segments. And if you are listening on Badlands Radio, then you're going to hear his whole set at the end of the show. And from Brigadoon Brewery, Alan Ward is hanging out with us for the show. Good to be here, John. Thank you for having me out. Man, Devin, always good to hang out with you. It's always fun. You got great music all the time and great looks. It's got a great sound. It's always fun being here. Uh, you know, you mix the, the beer and music, and now this taqueria that's right down the street that delivers tacos. I missed the taqueria. Wait a minute. Oh, uh, no, no, no. no. Buy that. We're, we're going to get them. Just, okay, just good, stay. Good. Just, just wait. By, by the third or fourth segment, is going to be one of his quesadilla. And no, it's a phenomenal place. I, I would love to give them, throw them a bone right now and tell them what the name is, but I don't remember. But they deliver good the food, no name. I like that. Yeah, a taqueria <laughs> that delivers. If only more of those did that, Houston, I mean, it's pretty badass already. But if more taquerias deliver tacos, it would be even better. They could bring beer with that, it'd be better. You know, taqueria delivery with beer at home. Oh, man. There was a place on that, that I grew up in Humble, and this place was at Audie and Westfield and. Uh, crap, right there by Carter's Country. Okay. Up there. And it was called Fajita, not Fajita Flask, but it was Fajita something. And they would bring us, they would deliver fajitas in Fajita Junction. Yeah, Fajita Junction. It sure was. And they would pick up a 12-pack for us and drop it off. So they actually did deliver... As, as a tip, as a courtesy. As a nice courtesy. And, it's not illegal to do that in know, Texas. They're, they're not in business anymore, so we can say that we <laughs> might not have been 21 when we were ordering those fajitas and having it's them delivered. Like, pick us up a 12-pack of the you know not-so-good beers. A double bonus. Mm. Underage and illegal sales. It's awesome. It worked well. With yeah, the tacos. That's growing up in Humble for you, though. But we're hanging out here at Firehouse Saloon, 
Alan Ward from Brigadoon Brewery. And one of the cool things that you have coming up is the third. Third, yeah. The third Firkin Fest. Third. It seems like just the other day we did the first one behind the Falcos. And I missed, I missed the first one because we were out of town. And... Yeah, it, it seemed was awesome. like a great. We outgrew it the first day. It was like, okay, we're too small. We got to grow. Yeah, uh, which is a good problem to have. So this is the third one. We're looking for a great one. It's next to Hennessy, uh, next to St. Arnold's again this year. You were there last year. Yep. Uh, same venue, same location. We got a few new things added to it. It looks forward to be a fantastic event this year. I think we because uh, it's in the basketball court. It's in the basketball court, and we may expand a little into the grassy area and the baseball area though. So we got good covered area of the basketball court. We we'll have the Firkins set up there. We're going to add something new this year. We're going to add a tap wall. Uh, we're going to have 10 uh, hard-to-find beers on, on tap also, in addition to the Firkins. So we'll have about uh, about 22 Firkins and 10, uh, 10 tap beers. And be just for people that are listening don't really know what a, whatever a Firkin is. Uh, what is a Firkin is a Firkin, yeah. What the Firk is a Firkin? A Firkin is a 10.8-gallon container. Uh, usually in the United States, it's stainless steel. You can find some plastic ones. In Europe, they still make a few wooden ones here and there, which are hard to find. But usually a brewer will make a beer and place it into a firkin. Each firkin is individual. They're unique. Each firkin ages differently. And they may have a set beer. For example, ours last year was our Black Plague, and we aged it with a Laphroaig uh, wood barrel and some vanilla beans. Uh, that was a one-off beer. Even if we did two or three of those same firkins, each firkin would be different. So you get a chance to try a very unique beer, a unique style, a little lower in carbonation, uh, and it allows the brewers to experiment a little bit and get some nice flavors out there. It's a very unique experience. It's a freaking great experience. It's pretty freaking great. Not only that, um, <clears throat> you you said your Black Plague, which is just a big-ass imperial stout, it delicious, is. roasty, Appreciate malty. That. Huge ABV was 12%? 11%? It's almost. It's 10.75. Yes. Uh, we're actually going to push it this last year. We got the Renaissance Festival 13. We adjust the recipe. So, so we're, we're going to try that hit that 14 max for our license, I think. Oh, we can get man. it there. Just because we can do it. I know that uh, last year at the Renaissance Festival, and some of you might recognize the name Brigadoon Brewery because they are the brewery at the Renaissance Festival. And it, whenever I went there this last year, it was rainy. It was cold, it was muddy, and a good high ABV beer helped out a whole lot. Yeah, Black Plague is an excellent beer for a cold, wet day, a uh, cold day period. We have people drink it year-round. I'll be honest with you, I have a hard time drinking it in August after I mow the grass. It's not a beer I want. <laughs> but when yeah. it's cold outside and wet next to a fire, I like to open a pint up or, and, and drink it over a long period of time. It warms up, it changes flavor. It's a really good cold-weather day beer. No, that's, that's a good sign of a really good stout, though, is it gets better the warmer it gets. It does. And I actually prefer it out of the tap, out of the uh, actual fermenter. To me, it's the best time of no carbonation at all and right at room temperature. It's That's my favorite time, but most folks don't like it that way. Like a little little cool, a little carbonation to it. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, listen to some Corey Smith. We'll get back, and we'll talk more Birkin Fest with Alan Ward from Brigadoon Brewery. Drink of ages. Stay tuned. shirt sleeve whiskey in your eyes you stumble in the green room with a pocket full of lies no money for a cab too messed up to drive you came here for the party didn't watch the show you never gave a damn till i was on the radio 
now you're sucking down my beer Gobbling up my finger foods Yeah, you're spoiling my good mood But I'll get you home I'll get you home Then you're on, you're on You're places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new Tap Towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pans, specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner, and don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. 
Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. What's up, everybody? This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and a local brewery for you to go out and try is from Cycler's Brewing Company. It is the 5511 Double Red L. What makes it a double? 7.9% ABV does. What makes it red? Well, actually, the roasted moss that they're used is what gives it the red color. 5511 is a medium-bodied beer that balances well with the piney bitterness from the hops. Available in 12-ounce cans and also on draft at your favorite places. Don't forget to tune in to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on. I'm John Denman, and we are hanging out with Alan Ward from Brigadoon Brewery. Got some good music playing in the background awesome right music. now. Uh, it's just, just, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Country music really isn't what I typically listen to. I have eclectic taste. I like country music. I like Western music, both kinds, country and Western. Rock and roll. Uh, I think most of us nowadays don't listen to one style of music only. Yeah, it's true. And rock crosses now. Rock's not the, the what it used to be, and either is country. They kind of blend together in the middle now, so it's kind of a unique uh, well, collage could, of music. I can tell you, though, that the music that you hear over here at Firehouse Saloon, especially on Drink of Ages, that live, it's just fantastic. You can't beat it. No. I've man, never had a bad band I've been here ever in my life. It's always been great bands. And, you know, the nice people, too. I get a chance to talk to them, and they're awesome. Awesome people. Yeah. And uh, you guys can see Corey Smith's land yacht that's parked yeah, that's, out there in the parking lot. It's bigger his... than my first apartment was, I swear. <laughs> oh, man. Just the trailer was. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you play your cards right, and we're going to find out exactly how he did it, but he's been very successful as a independent musician. It seems that way. That's a, a very large boat with a small yacht behind it. Pretty much. It is. It is. Yep. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Perkin Fest some more because um, it last year there were there was there were a good number of breweries and like I said they all made something very extremely special just for Perkin Fest. Exactly. We let them know they know it's coming. They're all part of the guild. We all belong to the Texas Craft Brewers Guild. They know it's coming. They plan ahead, and it's kind of bragging rights. They want to have a beer that you know not only they the public like, but they're trying to impress their brethren in the brewing industry too. So the brewers themselves show up. They'll be there. Uh, we're being sponsored this year by Real Ale, St. Arnold's, Free Tales coming out in San Antonio help sponsor us. Deep Ellum's going to be out, and then we got some of the breweries in the area, local area. Five One Two's come from Austin. Cyclers, Carbach, local brewery. They're going to be out with some fantastic beer. Eric always does a great job with that. Uh, no label from Katie. Eighth Wonder from downtown Houston. Lone Pie out Magnolia. And we got New Republic from uh, Brian College Station, Southern Star, but that brand new brewery up there in Conroe. I was talking to Sam the other day. They got a fantastic place. I'm going there this Sunday to look at it. That <clears throat> they went to the grand opening. You know that I missed that. Oh man, the new brewery is pretty. I'm not going to tell you like all the shenanigans that we pulled inside the brewery, but no. there's a few photos out there. But it's a beautiful place. I was there in August before they got all the niceties in there. I went and brewed for a while with them uh, at the old place and looked at the new place. It was really looking nice. I'll be out there again on April 1st for the Master Brewers Association meeting. We had a meeting out there for the weekend. I'm looking forward to that. Free running to the place. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. It's, it's, um, they have a beautiful brewery up there in Conroe. And definitely what was cool about like just 
breweries now. I mean, Conroe is becoming a nice little they destination for breweries. They got 512s out there. Uh, not sorry, not five, B-52s out there. A lot of twos in there. In there. B-52 and then Copperhead's out there also in, in Conroe. And then just down the road from them is Cyclers in Montgomery, which is about maybe 15 minutes away from there. Yeah, not far. And if you just keep driving or driving around, then you'll hit Lone Pint. Hit Lone Pint. Uh, come down to 11 Below. 11 Below. Uh, back Pew's not that area too somewhere. Yeah, Back Pew's up 59. 59, 59. Yeah. Yep. And, man, that's that's actually, once they open up their tap room and get that finished, that's going to be a pretty kick-ass little place to go. They, 14 acres. Yeah, he's been talking about it. I haven't seen it yet. We'll yep. see. I went there to their grand opening, which was a few weeks back, and they had 1,000 pint glasses for the grand opening it sold out they sold out of pine glasses and went to they had to pull out the eight ounce glasses, eight ounce glasses. yeah brewing and uh, beer industry has a good time to be in the beer industry it's booming it's doing great uh they just good i had some of their beers already there's some great beers from them and people are really supporting their local breweries and that's good to hear at a thousand glasses in one day that's that's pretty good mm-hmm we're talking with alan ward from brigadoon brewery and just speaking of breweries change the subject up a little bit uh, you are in the process of actually trying to move your brewery from the Renaissance Festival to a full production site. Well, we're not going to move it. Let me clarify that. Some people calm down, relax. We're not leaving the Renaissance Festival. That's our home. We grew up there. We're going to stay there. It's a unique opportunity to see about 550,000 people in 17 days. We're looking for a second location to brew year-round. We've been doing that for quite a while. Uh, we had some things coming through and come and go. But I think we're looking at a place in Pasadena. We'll get some more information on the end of end of the month. But we're looking at a, at a building that's about 4,000 square feet on the ground level with a basement and about, uh, five, about 0.5 acres for beer garden. So it should be a great location right off 225. Um, we think it's an opportunity to give us a, a year-round brewing location and a destination for venues also. So we're looking forward to that. We'll see. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's never done until it's done. It's never done until you sign the papers and you buy the equipment, you build your brewery, you brew your first batch, and then you sell some. Then you can probably go, all right, we did it. Yeah, you we know, did the, it. the best day of my life probably was I walked into a bar, not my own bar, and bought my beer at another bar. Uh, and I was happy to pay for my own beer. It was fantastic. You were happy to do it, I'm sure. It was. Hey, can I have a Brigadoon Scottish Shell? Thank you very much. And I'll pay for that. Thank you. That is pretty awesome. Now, I mean, Pasadena, in which every time, you, you know, Pasadena, I grew up... I remember KLOL days and all that. So every time Patty, you got to pass to get down Dina. And that needs to come back with the brewery. Yeah, I agree. I'm from South Houston, actually, from the Debatios. So I grew up in the uh, nicer part of town, shall we say. So I'm used to that area. It's uh, Pasadena's got a good culture. It's got a good heritage. You know, believe it or not, it has the largest per capita of home ownership there, of owners living in their houses in the Pasadena than anybody in the state of Texas does. So it's a great demographic area. Great people out there. Uh, the city really wants to revitalize the downtown area and bring people in. So it's, it's good. They're uh, they're growing out there, and it's a good look. It's a good intermediate spot between places. Well, one of the best ways for a city to revitalize an area, and it's been proven all over the country, is to build a brewery. Exactly, and that's what most breweries or brew pubs will draw uh, people in from all around. And that's the thing you can revitalize an area by drawing attractions to you. And then once you get established, people then bring other business around you in the area. And that's been a, a plan followed across the United States, actually, for the last 10, 15 years. And it does a good plan, and it works well. So that's our goal. We want to revitalize the area down there, bring traffic in, give people a place to go to, good beer and good times, and have them want to come back for more. So it should be interesting there. It'll be fun. All right, we're going to take another break. 
Get us some more beers. Uh, Drink of ages. We'll be right back. We'll talk more with Alan Ward from Brigadoon Brewery. Here's some Corey Smith. Drink of ages. Be right back. Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. 
Located 10622 Hearst Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pell Upper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try is Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style Pale Ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies? for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at castbranding.com. Hey, Drink of Ages. Hope everybody out there is having a good time tonight. Uh, still hanging out. Hanging out here at Firehouse Saloon. Alan Ward from Bigger... Uh, Brigadoon Bro- Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Let me get Bigger this Brewery, right. Bigger Brewery, you got the second Brigadoon. <laughs> Brigadoon Brewery. Have another beer, John. Be I fine. know, I know. And we're drinking all-day IPAs. Yes, yeah, not even that big of a beer as far as alcohol goes. So After What's all day and night, I, I think maybe it start. <laughs> that's when it started working. Uh, Actually no, I, we're just in the break. The, um, let me let me just say this: if you, if a lot of you out there that do not live in the Laporte area, uh, you guys missed out on an awesome calendar that yeah. Alan and I are actually calendar models. Calendar models now, it's fantastic. My wife freaked out. I had to sign it for and everything. It was fantastic. It was good. Well, we. It, it was, Probably should have been, you know, like sporting our thongs. And well, that's probably the downside of it. But they they did they did put us on there anyway. Yeah, it's, you know? it's definitely classy. What month did we end up getting? We were anyways? in February. Fe- oh, Monogram man. month. We're in February. February. Yeah, I mean exactly. that's like Valentine's Day. I think appropriately so. Who would want to see us on Valentine's Day? I mean, we are the heartthrobs of the world, aren't we? And not only that. We had an extra day. It was so good. They had to put an extra, extra day on the day calendar. For year, exactly. Yes. <laughs> because the picture of us on there. I was shocked when I saw that. I said, well, okay. <laughs> and that was from last year's Mardi Gras in Laporte. Exactly. Yeah, we had a great uh, Mardi Gras last year. And this year we had a better one. Last year we had about uh, 2,000 people. This year we had about 4,000 show up. Had a great event this year. I couldn't make it this year. I really wanted to go, but some dumbass society wanted to buy a bar. Well, you know, I'll, I'll warn you about buying bars. Uh, it's like women. They take your time away from you and your money. It definitely is that. It's like somebody poked a hole in my bank account, 
And I don't remember the last time I slept four hours. It's always something, trust me. Yeah. You want a little more expensive item, buy a brewery. Uh. <laughs> that thought has crossed my mind a few times, and that's what you're in the process right now. Um, yeah, there's always money going out in the brewery. Either you're, uh, either you're growing or you're dying, but you're always buying parts, I swear. My guys can break a stainless steel valve in no time at all. You have no idea how they did that. It's solid stainless steel. How'd you break it? Well, we looked at it. Okay, I'll buy another one. It's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes it. Uh, with with a lot of businesses. And now now you're trying to open up the second location of yeah. Brigadoom over a, in Pasadena. What what size brewing system? What are we looking at here? We're looking at a ten barrel system uh, with uh, depending on on the floor weight, ten or ten or seven barrel tanks. Uh, but it'll be ten barrel system. So we can afford. We can squeeze in the building and leave room for people. I was told we had to leave room for people. I don't know why. I just need tanks. I don't need people. I just got to brew beer. Uh, so it'll be a 10-barrel system. The beer will find the people. That's exactly right. So it'll be a 10-barrel system. It'll. Uh, we haven't set on the brand yet. We're negotiating with a couple of vendors right now looking for use, which is hard to find nowadays. But it'll be a 10-barrel with probably five fermenters to start with, and we'll grow out from there. We'll be able to put some beer out. The, the location that you're talking about that you're working with right now with the city of LaPorte, uh, no, City of Pasadena. Or City of Pasadena, yeah. I'm not going to talk about City of LaPorte. No, we, they, we, we passed on that one. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't blame me there. I think this, um, uh, I hope to see this happen. So do I. We, we've been close before. Uh, it's never done till it's done. And we signed the papers. Uh, we'll be glad to come back and talk about it more and let you know that we've done deal. Uh, we signed uh, the papers in March. You're looking at probably August, September for opening period if we, we fly. Uh, if we don't run into problems, we'll see. You never can tell. Problem. Nobody ever runs into problems when they open up breweries. Never happens, never. does it? Before I forget, though, I want to mention the uh, the Firkin Festival coming up is April 30th. And how they get tickets? Uh, the easy way to go to Brigham Brewery's Facebook, uh, Brigham Brewery's page. And at the top of the page, you can get the uh, URL for the Firkin Festival. If you go to uh, B-R-I-G-D, I can't remember my own name. Brigadoon. <laughs> I, I don't think you spelled it right. B-R-I-G-A-D-O-O-N Brewery.com. Top of the page, you can see a link there for the Houston Virgin Festival. Take it right to the page to order tickets uh, for the festival. And, and I, I highly, I highly recommend uh, get tickets because they do sell out. We will sell out. We're, we're capping out about 600, and we will probably sell out this year. Last year we sold, we we sold out the day of the event. Uh, after we started this year, I think we'll probably sell out before we get the event open. It, I, I would think so. It's a hell of an event, and just to be able to walk around and sample so many different styles and types of beers and everything. Um, and you also said you're going to have a tap wall. We'll have a tap wall this year. We're adding 10 taps this year of some very rare, hard-to-find beers. Those will be unique. Uh, and we'll have the, the brewers out there also out there to talk about the beers, too. So we'll have some unique beers. You'll be available, maybe one-offs. That, um, maybe we can get Brock to squeeze out some out of, the, out of the barrel room up there, maybe. Walking across the street for us there. Or uh, some other breweries there. And then we'll have the Firkins also, which are very unique one-offs, too. So it's going to be a unique, unique experience. Uh, we'll have three-ounce pours. Uh, you'll get some when you start out, and then you'll be able to buy some more tickets. Got the same food truck back this year, too. So uh, they had a fantastic food last year. I think it's uh, Reggie, Regina, R-E-I-G-N. How you pronounce that? Uh, same food truck, awesome people, great food, awesome tacos last year. So it'll be a good good time out there. It'll start at 2 o'clock, and VIP is 2 to 3, and then 3 to 6 is the regular session. Work on some music there. I got a friend of mine getting some music for us, we think. We're going to get you some really good music out there. I got you taken care of on the music side. If only I knew somebody could take care of that. Yep. And <laughs> But one, one thing that I just don't understand, though, because Whiskey Festival, 
it's there's a whiskey same thing with anything else other than beer but like whiskey festival you walk around you sample as many whiskeys as you want there's 70 something whiskeys and mm-hmm. scotch hills and everything that other scotch scotches that they have there and wine festivals you go to wine festivals and you're able to sample as many wines as you want you go to the tequila fest that happened at moody gardens badass festival it was excellent and you walk around and you sample 30 or 40 tequilas Mm -hmm. but you go to a beer fest nope sorry you only get 24 ounces well, I'm going to tell you that I'm not a expert on TABC law. I don't know if it really is. But my understanding is you cannot serve a bottomless glass instead of Texas of anything. So I'm not sure how they get by that legally. I know a beer, it's 24 ounces at a time. I don't know what it is for hard liquor or wine. But my understanding is you can have an event that has an open bottomless container, period. Uh, the problem there is, is intoxication. So at a certain point, the person will be intoxicated and you can't serve them any longer legally. So how they get by with that, I, I do not know. I'll have to, I will investigate that and do some research. But to mind, I know beer-wise, you can only serve so many 24 ounces of beer at one time. But then they can turn around and buy another 24 ounces. Sure. That's not a problem. That's that's the state of Texas laws. And we don't we don't write the laws. We don't understand the laws. We just don't try agree to obey with the, the laws. laws. But, yeah, you have to obey the laws. Exactly. Most of them, except, except for speed limits. Um, that one, you, you know, you kind of fudge uh, a little you know, bit. The, the, the Texas driver's handbook says you need to go to the speed of the traffic with flow of traffic as not to impede or be a danger to yourself or others. So I, I follow that rule. So if the traffic's going 10 miles an hour, I'm going to go 10 miles an hour. Traffic's exceeding the speed limit, I would be un, unhealthy and un, illegal not would, to go with the speed of the traffic. You would be traffic. Yes, that, that is a law. Exactly. So... Uh, I was on the Beltway the other day, I going 80 miles an hour, and I was being passed. I was just trying to pedal as fast as I could and not get run over. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Alan, man, good luck with the brewery. Hey, I appreciate it, John. Everything happened in Pasadena, and looking forward to the third annual Houston Furkin Festival. Festival. April 30th. This will be a great day to come on out. And once again, what's the website? Uh, Brigadoonbrewery.com, so it's B-R-I-G-A-D-O-O-N, brewery.com. Top of the page is a link to the uh, Houston Franklin Festival. Take it right to the page. All right, we're going to listen to some more Corey Smith, and when we get back, Corey Smith's going to be here hanging out in the studio. Drinking Bay, stay tuned. Front door slam, lying in our bed about 8 a.m. She packed her bags and hit the road. Don't know if she'll be back again. I guess she's had enough. Well, finally, we can't agree. Besides the bills, all we share these days is misery. She used to be my better half. Now she's a thorn stuck in my side Our love is a burden We both bear these vows of the chains we hide I don't know where it all went wrong What happened to our happy home? What happened to forever? And what happened to for worse or better? Plans. What happened to the ring on her hand? What happened to our love? What happened oh, oh, to us? Oh, what happened? 
this past month's been hell With gnashing teeth and brimstone fire Furious flames have filled the rooms Of this little house of ours Now I'm drinking way too much But these days it's all that gets me through And sometimes I feel like this whiskey bottle's The one I'm married to And we've been going to church Till it feels like things keep getting worse Lord help us What happened to forever And what happened to if we were so better What happened to our plans What happened to the ring on her hand What happened to our love What happened Lord to us With tear-stained rings around her eyes But she said, this isn't how it's supposed to be This should cry what happened to you and me What happened to surprises? What happened to the compromises? What happened to the romance? What happened to holding my hand? What happened to our love? What happened, Lord, to us? What happened to forever? And what happened if we were so better? What happened to our plans? What happened to the ring on your hand? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened, Lord? What happened, what happened, oh, oh, to us? Hey, good beer drinkers, John from Drink of Ages Radio Show with a badass beer for you to try. New Holland's Brewing Company, Dragon's Milk. This barrel-aged out comes in at a moderate 11% ABV and 31 IBUs. Aged in bourbon barrels, this beautiful beer has a roasty malt character with vanilla notes as a bourbon and oak rounded out. New Holland Brewing Company is new to Texas, and I highly recommend getting you some. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5 for more beer and more music. Southern Star Brewing Company is on the move. The new brewery and tap room is located at 3525 North Fraser in Conroe and will be opening soon. In the meantime, continue enjoying your favorites, Bombshell Blonde, Pine Belt Pillow, and of course, Buried Hatchet. Keep an eye out for the next limited seasonal release, Black Crack, which happens to be the barrel-aged version of Buried Hatchet. SouthernStarBrewing.com, the first to can real beer in Texas. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wad Drive. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. 
Alright, Drink of Ages, we are back on and in the studio now. We have, from all the way from man, way out there on the East Coast in Georgia, Corey Smith hanging out in the studio. How's it going? It's going very well, man. It's going very well. Yeah, it's, it's not part of Georgia's on the coast. I would never consider myself an East Coast guy because when I think of East Coast, I'm thinking like cities. More I'm thinking like Baltimore and DC, yeah. New York, and Boston, uh, Charleston, Myrtle Beach. Uh, you know, Myrtle Beach. That's something. true. True. I'm, I'm true. a few hours from the ocean, but I'm in Georgia. It's in the southeast. Southeast. Yeah. I understand that. Well, uh, welcome, welcome to Houston. Glad welcome to be back. To Firehouse Saloon. Thank uh, you. You were recently over in Austin playing South by Southwest. Yeah, what a zoo that is. It's, it's, have I you remember, ever been there? I went there probably, honestly, like about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was crazy then, but uh, from what I hear, it's only gotten worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot more corporate than it was back in the day. You were you were back there in like the... Uh, there there weren't as many sponsors everywhere you looked. Yeah, it, it was really it was really a uh, a hip thing back then. It, 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 now, now, I mean, it's still, it's still got hip. It, it's still hip. It's still got cred, but a lot more corporate and just massive. Just absolutely massive. Um, and I'm not a big crowd person, but you know when we went, we, we got to play at Anton's last night. Uh, the, uh, the and, and I've been playing in Austin so long now. This is the third Anton's that I played at. <laughs> the third Anton's in Austin. Yes, there's been lots of incarnations of yeah. the legendary Anton's. Yeah. And uh, I, I played I played in one that was that was downtown, and I played one that was out of town. And then they just opened this one up in New Year's, and it, and it's just right off Sixth Street. It's awesome. It's awesome. So that that was cool. Played played a good show. Had a good time. Like. Drank a lot of beer, uh, you know. Got to go out and mingle. It was fun. Yeah, but, I mean, South by Southwest. I mean, definitely get you. You have the people out there that are there listening to music, and then you have the people out there puking in the street. So I mean, it's a great party. Yeah, Good mix of everybody. Well, I, I tell people it's it's weird. Austin is one of the few cities I've been to where you see a lot of people sleeping in the street, and I like I don't think they're like homeless people. I think they're just like people. They're just tired. Actually, man, I think I think half a. Austin actually is homeless, <laughs> and maybe they just like to sleep in the streets. They're very comfortable there, and like nobody messes with them. Like they're snoring. They're yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon, they're sound asleep, and it's cool there because you know Austin's weird. So anything goes there. That's it, true. It's cool. It is definitely weird. So um, you grew up in Georgia, and so reading over your bio and different things. So you taught high school, but then you decided you wanted to become a musician. But you were playing music while you were teaching in high school, right? Yeah, I was. I've, I've played music since I was a kid. You know, I'm not. I'm not a good-looking dude. You know, that's probably why I'm on the radio right now. You don't see a picture that's why of me. I sit on the radio. <laughs> I mean, we're both very good-looking guys, man. Don't don't yeah. don't set yourself short. But no, you know, I just never thought that like being a music, being an artist was in the cards for me. I didn't look like any other artist that looked that I didn't look what they those guys looked like on TV. Um, I, I just didn't think I was good enough to do that. Uh, but I love I love making music. I love writing songs. And I, I, I would write songs and play them for my friends and family. And that was, like, really cool. It, it made me happy. And I had my regular job. You know, I went to college, and I was a, I was a high school teacher. And I played songs for my kids, uh, for my students in class. And, and they dug it. And it, it's really weird. Like, one little thing started leading to another. Um, for, for instance, I, I played an open mic night. In my first year that I was teaching high school, I played an open mic night. And uh, there was a contest there. And I won the contest. And the prize was... 12 hours of studio time so it was the first time i'd ever been into a recording studio i got to go in and record some songs i'd written over the years and that was my first record um and it had a song on it called 21 that kind of went viral um 
And then next year, I, you know, I made another record because I, st- because of that record, I started, I was able to get bar gigs, and I, I, I played bar gigs, and I saved up my money, and I made another record. And the next year, I did the same thing, and I made another record. So I put up my first three records when I was still teaching school, and that was all. It's been ten years now that I've been doing this full time, and I just put out my tenth record over the summer. Um, and it's just, it's really amazing. It's one of those things I, I never thought it was in the cards for me when I was a young guy, um, and I've just been really lucky. Talk with Corey Smith. Uh, how many songs have you written? Honestly, I mean, how, how many songs? Ten. Oh, if you've you've had this, your tenth release just came out this last year. You started in two thousand three. How many songs have you written? A lot. Like I, I, I guess it would be hundreds, but I I haven't written that many songs worth hearing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I write a lot of songs that I write them, and I'm like, man, that sucks. Uh, I'm just gonna keep that one to myself. That one's gonna go in the pocket. And then, you know, certain ones, I'm like, well, that, I'm going to put that on record and, and, and see how it goes. Um, I, you know, back when I started out, you know, I, I, there was a part of me when I was in college, I thought maybe I could be a songwriter. You know, I've listened to country music since I was a kid, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, I listened to all types of music, but country music was part of that. And I thought maybe I could be a country music, you know, writer. And I went to Nashville uh, for the first time just kind of on a, like a weekend trip and checked it out and I was like man everybody up here is a songwriter like I can't do this like I this would not work out well for me um, so I, I went back home and I, I just I, at that point like I, I didn't ever write songs like trying to imagine like that somebody else would cut them or imagine they were hit songs or imagine they were on the radio I, I wasn't really good at that I just I wrote songs that made me feel better about whatever I was going through and it, it was sort of like a side of myself that I was able to to get out um, and that and even you know a- after 10 years of doing this full-time that's still the way I try to approach it well you definitely have a connection with people that's the good thing about like your shows tonight uh, it had a lot of people singing along a lot of people very involved and mm-hmm. it was just a just a badass little concert sing-along well th- yeah thank you it, you know I'm in Houston Texas I'm a long way from Jefferson Georgia right now and and the fact that, that you know we can draw out three or four hundred people on a Thursday night on St. Patrick's Day, way out here, and I've never had a I've never had a hit song. I've never had a big a big song on the radio or anything like that. It's all really been uh, fans just sharing the music with each other. Um, you know, one of the coolest things about it is when I when I meet a fan, uh, I typically ask them like, "Well, how did you hear about me?" And almost always they say, "I had a buddy of mine who I used to hang out with in college, or I hung out with him in high school, or I used to work with him, or I was over uh, I was over in." Iraq with them when we were in the service and they turned me on to it and and everybody has a story about how they heard about the music and to me that that's just the coolest thing because it, it's it's about people sharing you know sharing something that they they, they like with with one another yeah well music is an experience yeah you know and when I think about it like all the music that stuck with me over my life um, it's been something that somebody else shared with me somewhere along the way, and I have a special memory about it. So if I can be that, that's that's a huge blessing, you know. You know, at the end of the set, you came back out. You know, you had a nice little encore. And, uh, man, started playing some cover songs. Man, is there a particular cover song that you really like to play? Or just something when you're sitting around, you're like, you know what? I'm about to play some No Effects. Or I'm about to play, you know, just some Conway Twitty. I mean, what, what exactly is, like, just your normal? I like singing Merle Haggard. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. But, I, like, late, like, the past few days I've been working on an Adele song. When I'm, when I'm stuck and I'm, I'm not, I don't have any, like, song ideas and I, I don't have anything that I'm, like, working on, that, that's usually what I do is I'll, I'll go and I'll just, like, 
listen to my start listening through my iTunes library and be like, oh man, I I I, I like that song. That's a killer song. I need to try that. Um, and it's fun sharing it with the fans because my goal with it is I'm not looking for songs that I think will just get the crowd going. Because you know, back in the day, I I used to play cover gigs when when I was young, playing those bar gigs. I had to play a lot of cover songs. I I played Margaritaville so many times, like. I'm sick of that song. I, Brown Eyed Girl, Margaritaville. You know, like, I, I, I don't want to play them anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, Family Tradition. Great song. I, no offense. Hank Williams Jr., I love you. But I don't want to play You're not going to play it anymore. Yeah, and I don't even really want to hear it anymore. Yeah. You know, David Allen Coe, I love you, but call me by my name. I don't want to play that song ever again. <laughs> no, I understand that. Well, You've got a lot of gigs planned up. You travel a lot. You play a whole lot. You've done this this for say like last thirteen years now, playing all yeah. over the place, uh, putting out some excellent, some badass music, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I appreciate where it. and then the website and ways to listen to it. Corey Smith Music. C O R E Y. Corey Smith is uh, one of the hundred most popular names in the country. So there are a lot of Corey Smiths out there. There's an author. There is a Taekwondo instructor. There's, yeah. there's a lot of there's Corey actually, Smiths th- th- out yeah, there. there. Yeah, there's actually a- lots of athletes. Uh, so Corey Smith, C-O-R-E-Y Smith Music. And that's how you find me. Yeah. Badass man, appreciate you hanging out on Drink of Ages. Hey, my pleasure. Cheers to you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Traveled around with a guitar in his hand. And for the sake of the story, we'll say his name is Corey. The point of which I'm sure you'll understand. One night in Chattanooga, Tennessee, he drew fire from the local authorities. Strangely enough, he didn't break any laws. They just said he pissed the wrong guy off. At a bar called Rhythm and Brews. Corey pulled a crowd, though the crowd wasn't huge. He was happy as hell. He was loving his life, making money for his children and his wife. Then in came a badge and a gun. A man we'll call Officer John. Now he was doing his job. He come to make an arrest, but someone in the balcony poured a beer on his chest, and John got frightened mad. He started cussing and flashing his badge. He couldn't find the culprit to vent his rage, so he blamed Corey in the song he was singing on the stage. Keep in mind, Corey didn't know about the cop of the beer until after the show. But when it all came to an end, they said he never played Chattanooga again. Flash forward five long years. Corey turned out to have a hell of a career When a new club opened off Market Street They invited Corey there just after opening week Folks came out in droves The man was high, every ticket was sold The crowd was loud, the fans were hyped And it was all shaping up to be a hell of a night Then in came Officer John And he remembered Corey and the song he had sung Evidently he was still pissed off He started making demands that Corey's mic be turned off while Corey made a speech about respecting the law and honoring the police. But John already made up his mind. He said this man is subversive and he's crossing the line. He made threats to the owner of the club. You're gonna have a problem if you don't pull the plug. The club didn't feel like fighting. 
Cause they knew Officer John could pull that leg of ice. Tony Cruz started singing his most popular song for a passionate crowd, 1400 strong. They conspired to kill the PA. Like it was Red China, not the USA. Hey! Damn, there was nearly a riot. It's all on video, there's no way they can deny it. It was censorship at its worst. And there's a damn good reason that amendment is first. If we don't check power, then power checks us. And power ain't always just. You see, John kept pushing till he got pushed back. Corey was in the corner, now he's on the attack. He ain't backing down till he gets his way. He vows to go back to Chattanooga one day. He's gonna sing at the top of his lungs. Don't need no education. Music segment sponsored by Spindle Tap Brewery. Look for their beer on tap around town or just go get some at the tap room. SpindleTapBrewery.com. All right, this is Drink of Ages. I'm John Denman, and the final segment of the show. Hope everybody enjoyed themselves and is still having a good night. I know I am, and this is the Houston Press Space City on Tap. And Saturday, April 2nd, from 2 to 6 p.m. in the parking lot across from Rudyard's Pub, we're going to celebrate 100 beer dinners and raise money for a recipe for success. Joe App has been part of the Chefs in School program, which teaches children about good food, how to cook, and it was natural to celebrate 100 beer dinners by giving back to a great organization. Each brewery is bringing a specialty beer brewed just for the event, which chefs from all over the Houston will pair with a tasty course. You're going to be stuffed by the time the dirty agents take the stage to deliver a funk throwdown that guaranteed to get you moving and shaking. So let's recap. 10 beers, 10 courses, plus the journey agents. RudyardsPub.com and get your tickets because it will sell out. Then you have the menu of menus Tuesday, April 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. at 1501 Silver Street. This is an extravaganza presented by Stella Artois. It's one of Houston's largest food and wine events featuring over 40 area restaurants alongside wine, beer, and cocktail sampling. Ticket price includes food and drinks for the evening. Find that at HoustonPress.com. And also at HoustonPress.com, you can get tickets to the Houston Press Brewfest. And if you use Ages 16, you get the early bird pricing. Lots of beer, lots of fun. Brewfest is happening April 30th at Silver Street Station with over 150 beers, food trucks, and live music. VIP gets early admission, more specialty brews, and appetizers. Then April 23rd, Wild West Brewfest is happening at Katie Mills Mall. This is one badass festival. Voted one of the best ones in the country. Tons of beer, tons of music. Uh, one hell of a good time. WildWestBrewfest.com. Look that up. Get your tickets. Matter of fact, I think I think they're going to be coming out and hanging out next week to talk about it. So tune in for that one. Thank everybody that came on. Of course, Corey Smith. Uh, dude's playing some badass music. If you ever get a chance to go watch them live, it is one hell of a show. It's a, just a very big, giant, sing-along, beer-drinking event. Alan Ward from Brigadoon Brewery. Don't forget about the Firkin Fest that's happening. And you can listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com or on iTunes. Get out and try some New Holland's Dragon's Milk on draft or package at your favorite beer places around town. Like soon to not be Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, Drink of Ages Pub, 
We will be back next week live from Firehouse Saloon on Badlands Radio and ESPN 97.5. Go Rockets. Go Astros. Go Dynamo. Everybody be safe and talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.